Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the School of Sellers podcast. My name is Erin Waters and I am sitting down today with one of my favorite School of Sellers members who has been around since the beginning. I am so pleased to welcome Kelly Jo Hibschman to the show today. Kelly Jo is the genius behind the well-kept class. And if you don't follow her on Instagram, you are missing out. Kelly Jo is one of the most friendly, helpful, genuine people that I have met in the TPT and School of Sellers community. And I could not be happier that she is sitting down with me today to share some of her wisdom about a very exciting topic. We are talking conference stuff today, friends. I am so looking forward to this because there's nothing like pumping myself up for a TPT conference, like geeking out with one of my friends about all of the conference things. So without further ado, welcome to Kelly Joe, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Kelly, I am so excited to have you on the show today. You have been a member of the School of Sellers community since like day one. So you are what I like to call a School of Sellers OG. So welcome to the podcast. Yay. I'm so glad to be here. It's actually surprising that you haven't been a guest yet because I feel like, I mean, we go pretty far back, like from the first round of finishing framework and you have been a steady in the community. So thank you for being here today. And even more so for talking about a topic that I'm super excited about and that we've surprisingly never covered on the show before. And Kelly is here today to talk about the TPT conference, and we are going to share ways to prepare and just like little bits of advice here and there. Um, But before we get started, I wanted to just share a quick little story that we were just talking about before we started recording. I was telling Kelly how I was like, you know, I'm surprised we've never talked about the conference on the show. But then I remembered that when this podcast first came to be, I was mega batching all of the episodes and I had mega batched so far in advance that I had recorded a conference session, but it was 2020. And so that episode saw the light of day for maybe like two days until I realized that I never meant to actually publish it. (laughs) And I took it down. So that's always going down in history as the mysterious episode number 19. If you go back, you'll notice there is no episode 19 because that was our episode 19. (laughs) So needless to say, this is long overdue. So Kelly, let's start out by just sharing our personal conference history, like which ones we've gone to and fun things like that. And you, you begin you, you first. Okay. So I joined TPT in 2016 when I had my daughter and I stepped out of the classroom and I didn't know what I was doing at all. Cause I didn't really use TPT as it in the classroom when I was a teacher. And then I was just kind of playing around with it until I got the courage to go to a conference in 2018. So that was when it was in Nashville. So I missed all the Disney era. I'm a little, mm-hmm. little bitter about that. I missed all the Disney ones. <laughs> But I went to Nashville and then I went 
um, to Austin in 2019. And I was the one with the three month old baby. So apologies to everybody there that had heard that baby crying. <laughs> that was my son. And then I've done virtual the past two years and I'll be in Chicago soon. Yay. So this is number five for you. That's really impressive. So you, I mean, you've been to everything that I've been to with the addition of my first in-person conference was Orlando. And I want to say that was 2016 and I skipped, but you might disown me as a friend when I tell you that I did not go to Disney a single time at the Orlando conference. I know, I know I am. I am. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't dislike Disney. I just, I've never like gotten super into it, but I, I mean, I would love to take my kids one day. So I kind of regret that a little bit. I um, and- love Disney and I would love to go like by myself as an adult. Sometimes I'm like it. Well, you and Ashley, I know you guys have talked about it. Ashley from Team yes. SOS. You guys are two Disney loving adults. So if I ever do go back, I'll have to go with you guys. So you can show me the ropes. Perfect. Or we could do like an SOS retreat there. Okay. I like it. <laughs> so yeah. So Orlando was my first in person and then Nashville and Austin. And then the, yeah, the two virtual ones. So I guess this will be number six for me technically, but I am, I am just so excited that we are going back to the in-person option. I know that it's not everybody's option this year. And we have a ton of our audience who is doing the virtual option, which is great as well. But Kelly and I really wanted to talk about just different things to expect going into a conference and kind of like all of those questions that go through your mind before the conference starts, whether it's your first conference or your sixth, there's always the racing thoughts of like, what should I pack? What do I do if this happens? What about this situation? So hopefully Kelly and I can ease all of those thoughts and questions for you today. So let's start by, let's go back to like the very base. Like if it is your very first time attending a conference, Kelly, what would you say is your biggest advice for a first time conference goer? And I know that's a loaded question. For in-person. Yes. Four, four. Okay. So I think that there's like this thought that you need to know people to go to a conference in the first place. I went, when I went to Nashville, I went not knowing anybody, which was out of my comfort zone. I'm like an extroverted introvert. So I can, I do okay on my own, but I also would feel probably uncomfortable not knowing anyone. So I met someone on Instagram who was like, let's go together and she's great, by the way, if you know, Adventures of Miss Smith, she's fabulous. Oh, and so I met her there, but it's funny outside the TPT world, right? Because when I tell someone, oh, I'm going to be going to this conference and rooming with a stranger I met on the internet, like people don't, <laughs> people don't understand that. Like the TPT world is a pretty safe bubble, <laughs> but I think that that would be like something I would want people to know is you really don't need to know anyone to go. And I think that's a roadblock for a lot of people. It's like, well, I don't know anybody. And so I'm too intimidated to go. But, you know, it's such this big thing we all have in common that once you get there, it's just this wonderful, like, sense of community that, like, you find people really fast, I think, when you go. I would absolutely agree with that. And I think that, you know, if you are in like Facebook groups in the TPT community and you have felt that feeling of support and, you know, understanding in the Facebook groups, I would say that, I mean, people bring that same energy to the conference. You know, we joke about being internet friends, but internet friends are real friends. And, 
true. I've never, you know, I've, I'm always so pleasantly surprised when I go to conferences because of how welcoming and inclusive people are. So I would absolutely agree with that. It can be terrifying though. So if there's anyone listening who is in the school of sellers community, who's going in person this year, we will be very vocal about spots where we will like meet up and hopefully always, you can always count on having at least a small group to go and hang out with. If you are feeling like you need kind of like some go-to people there. So we will be there. Okay. So let's, let's talk about then virtual. How would you, how would you prepare if it was your first time going to a conference and you're doing the virtual option? Well, I think that when you're there, the time and the space is so protected. So I think it's important if you're at home, what I learned over the last two years is to, again, like protect that time and space. So I have three little kids. And so I like the first year did not do that. And so I was just trying to like get pieces here and there, listen to sessions. I'd be in my room, I'd be in my living room, my office, and it was difficult for me. So then for year two, virtually, I hired a babysitter or I like protected that time. I made sure I was always at my office. I had what I needed and I just gleaned a lot more because I just honored that time. So I think that's important to like have that separation to really treat it and give it like the time that it needs. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, no, I think that's a really smart piece of advice to give because it can feel like you have like really easy access to all of these sessions, but at the same time, you do still need to be in a certain mental zone to really gain that just creative wisdom that comes from all of those sessions. And I think that's a really smart way to, to kind of mimic the in-person vibe and just still putting your conference experience on a pedestal, just like you would in person. Uh, So I love that. I think that's excellent advice. And I mean, hiring a babysitter that just frees up a lot more time than trying to watch sessions with kids. So helpful. (laughs) I love it. I know that one of the common challenges that TBT sellers run into, whether it's in-person or virtually, is just the amazing amount of sessions to choose from, right? And so there's a couple things I want to talk about. First of all, what do you do when you have limited time, but there are a ton of presentations that you want to see? Do you have any advice for selecting your sessions that you choose to watch? Because even if you're virtual, you still might have limited time available. Absolutely. And I'm the kind of person that's like, I want a good deal. So if I'm going to have access to all the sessions, I feel this crazy pressure I put on myself to like get them all. (laughs) So I, I do this every year now before I even read the session list, I sit down with myself and I think, what do I need for my business? before I'm even tempted to like look at the names of the sessions. Because also I think that presenters can be really fun with naming their sessions. And so sometimes that draws me when that's not what I need to focus on right now for me. So I think before you even look at the list and read who's presenting and what they're presenting on is just to think, well, what do I really want to take away from? Like, is it Pinterest? Is it your email? Is it product creation? And once you know what you need, then I think you can be pretty unbiased when you read what's being offered and you know how to prioritize it at a time. So 
that's like my big takeaway for myself to like let go of other sessions that look awesome and maybe I'll catch them later, but I can identify what I actually need at the conference. Yeah, that I think that's so important. It's kind of like, you know how we talk about like the shiny object syndrome, like chasing shiny objects that you don't right. actually need. I mean, the same concept does apply to the session. So I think that is so smart. And even if you're listening and you're like, oh crap, I already looked at the sessions. How am I going to do this with like an unbiased lens? I still think you can sit down and just be honest with yourself and choose one focus. Like what's the first thing that comes to your mind when it comes to what you want to get out of the conference and what you want to focus on. And then just go through the sessions again with that lens. And like Kelly said, yeah, I love, and especially now that we can rewatch sessions after the fact, I mean, that is it's really a gift for people who are kind of struggling with what to watch first, knowing that you can always go back and watch them later is so liberating. (laughs) It is so helpful. Or if there's something I'm interested in. So like there are ones that I want to attend, but they're not like high priority for me. Mm -hmm. So I won't attend them in person, but I know I can catch them later, later that month or whatever. Well, let's talk about a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a touchy subject, but I feel like it's the inevitable every time we see the new sessions come out. Of course, there's always the immediate feedback about who's presenting, what the sessions are. And I know that throughout the years, sellers have had very um, strong requests for different presenters and industry experts and, you know, wanting something a little new and a little different, which is amazing. And I think that's something all sellers should strive for. But I've heard a lot of times before the same thing over and over people saying, well, I've already watched this presenter. So I'm not, I don't think I'm going to learn anything new this year or, oh, all of these sessions are the same topics that they were last year. So I'm not going to learn anything new because it sounds like all the same exact topics. What's your take on that? I just, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it is interesting because there are names that pop up over and over again, but I would say that's that's for a very good reason. So if you have someone that is presenting many years, they're not presenting all of their knowledge on all things TPT in one session, right? So like a good presenter is going to focus on, on one element of their business. And so if they're welcomed back, then it's either A, because it was such a hit that they, you know, their session was so good that they should do it again, or it's a completely different facet that they're that everyone's going to benefit from and it's totally different. So I think that it shouldn't stop anyone from attending a speaker again, unless it's like labeled the exact same session. And that's not something. Right. And that, oh, that is absolutely fair. Cause I know I've done the exact same session two years in a row. And I just said, you know, if you, if you saw it last time, don't, (laughs) don't come again. Like, and and most of the times they'll say that. Right. So I think, who is it getting nerdy with Mel and is that right? Yeah. So they do a copyright session. And Mm -hmm. I know that I don't think they're there this year, but I think they've done that many times, which I think is something that like all sellers should be under. Right. But that would be like a really good example of one that is really helpful to keep bringing back, but maybe you don't necessarily need to attend again. But then Aaron, there's people like you who I will sit in all of your sessions because usually they're, they're different. They're super helpful, but if they're the same, like you'll tell us. So, right. Well, and I think that also too, 
I, I swear, I hope I'm not making up this statistic, but I feel like I've heard somewhere that on average, people at a TPT conference, like about 50% of them, it's their first time coming to a conference or attending a conference. So I also like to think that maybe, you know, they're just keeping in mind that even though half the people have seen certain people present the other half, I mean, 50% is a large portion of that audience. And I will be, and I will say this in all honesty, as a return presenter, I would be the first to request some new fresh faces on the agenda every single year. So if you are listening and you've thought about presenting before, but you've been like, oh, I just don't know. This is your sign to apply next year because people have spoken. They They want new faces. But the other thing I wanted to say too is that you know, I have seen the same presenter multiple years at conferences and it's never like an entire presentation that inspires me or gives me that like spark of, oh my gosh, I love this. I can't wait to do more with it. It's it's always like a small moment or a small piece from a presentation. Yes. And even if you've seen the same exact presentation, there might just be a new moment or a new piece that can be like the catalyst to who knows your next huge selling product line or whatever. I mean, I just think it's important not just to have an open mind about the conference in general, um, whether it's the people, the topics, the social scene, everything. Yeah, absolutely. I totally resonate with that. Like there can just be one thing they say, and then it just is a total catalyst, which is also one reason why I like going in person, because I think I'm more attentive to catch those little moments. Not that they're not possible and virtual, but for me, and like we think about teaching like our students, how they need to hear things multiple times. So like, I don't know, sometimes sessions overlap or they're kind of similar. Like, I think that's all great because for me, the TPT conference is like, a booster for me and my store to get working before like back to school. And it's just, it's the best for me for a motivator. And so sometimes I need to hear things always more than once from people or from the same presenter or different sessions. It's all good. Totally. I totally agree. And there's something cool about how people, different people can explain the same idea in different ways. So depending on how you perceive things and your like style of learning, you might benefit from hearing it in different ways. So an open mind is key. My feelings will never be hurt if people don't want to come to my session again and again and again. I ask this question more from a a place of making sure that you don't discount any sessions for certain reasons, because I do feel like the same misconceptions do pop up again and again. What you said there was like, whatever statistic you gave about um, 50%, people are, are new to the conference. I think that, you know, TPT is wanting to teach and reach experts that have been in TPT for a long time. They're veterans and then newbies. And I think there is a misconception that I'm a new store or I'm not full-time, or this is just kind of my side thing. I do it when I can. So I, I don't need to go to that conference. That's not true at all. I think it's actually super helpful for a new store or someone who is just getting their feet wet to go to a conference. But then you have people that have been doing it forever and they need those industry experts to come in and like help them at the next level. So mm-hmm. the content is so ranged. It's so different for everybody. And I think that that's a good thing that makes it just so much more valuable for everybody. 
Agreed. And as teachers and teacher authors, you know, we are really passionate about differentiating all of our products and all of our lessons for a wide variety of people. And there's really just never one size fits all answer to anyone's needs. So, and I think the conference is a good reflection of that, that there's a lot, but it's not going to be like a tailored agenda for any one seller. So it's a really good time to keep your options open. But I do think that one of the common or shared experiences that all sellers have at the conference is the feelings that they leave the conference with that like energy. You're almost like bursting at the seams with ideas and excitement, but you're also like so exhausted at the same time. (laughs) So what is your advice for how sellers can channel that momentum without the burnout once they get back from the conference? Yeah, that is, everybody talks about, it's been said a hundred times, drinking from the fire hose, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot, it's a lot, it's all good, but it's a lot. So I've learned to protect my time after the conference. When you come home, chances are you'll be really, really motivated to work on your store and so or your business. So I think having a plan in place to know that you're going to be able to have time to work when you get home is really important or after the virtual conference. So like for me, my kids are all going to be in camp the week I get back from the conference. And I'm so excited because that means I will have a quiet time at home. Yeah. To do all those things. So that's new for me. I think it's yeah really important to look at what are you going to be doing with your life when you get back? And do you have that time kind of carved out? But for me, so the one thing I started doing, I did this at my first conference and some of the people I met were like, you're, you're a little bit crazy, but this system has worked (laughs) so well for me. So when I'm in a session, I don't even let myself get out of my seat, whether I'm at home or there. And I write on top of my printout. So if you're new to the conference, it's very helpful to print out ahead of time, all the handouts a lot of people will bind them or, you know, put them together in a folder. I like to staple mine individually and then whip it out, take my notes on it. And then before I leave, I write one or two things on the front cover page that I want to implement or do right on top of that sheet. And then I'm allowed to get up. Like I'm that weird about it. And so by the end of the week, I have like one or two things on the cover page of all my sessions. And I put that into one really long list that looks really ugly and messy and scribbled. (laughs) And then on the last day, I get out my highlighters and I literally highlight by how long it's going to take me. So I usually have like, okay, I can get this done in five minutes because some of them are really easy. Like you talked about those like little moments, Mm -hmm. like some of those are just, oh, I I, I can do that. It'll take me a second, but you just forget. So Mm -hmm. I go through and I highlight in one color of all the things that will I can get done in five minutes, maybe in 20 minutes, maybe in a couple of days, and then like long tasks that are going to take me a lot longer. And then I rewrite my list and I, I have all those categories so that then when I leave the conference or when I'm on the airplane going home or whatever it is, I'm like, oh, I've got five minutes. I go to that part of my list and I can very clearly see what I can knock out. And then if there's like other tasks and I sit down with my calendar and I plan out like the longer ones that take time. But that system has helped me so much because then I knock out all those little tasks and then I get through those 20 to 30 minute tasks 
and I get a lot done. And some of my friends that go with me to conferences will see, they'll be like, where's Kelly's memo pad with all of our like highlighted (laughs) (laughs) to do's, but it helps me so much. And I really do feel like I'm taking things from the session and I'm actually able to apply them and get them done. Because I do think that we get so much that sometimes we leave and you just don't, you don't even know where to start and you feel like you're losing it. You're losing a lot of that valuable help. I gosh. Okay. First of all, I'm borrowing that technique, (laughs) this, this conference. So thank you for that. And I also love it. I mean, I love it for a million reasons, but I also love it because then when you get back and you are tackling those tasks, if you are like thinking like, Oh wait, what did she say about this? Or where did I hear this about? You can go right to those handouts and know, you know, what presentation made you think like, Oh, I need to do this. Or, I mean, it's very clear cut and there's no like having to revisit entire sessions when you were purposeful about writing down stuff in the moment. I think that's so important. Yeah, there is. It is very helpful to me to have it in that massive running list on my memo pad and it matches on the handout so that I know, I know where to go and you know, where to revisit. Cause you will probably revisit when you get back from the conference to refresh your memory or answer questions because it is so much. Your brain can only handle so much. Right. Yes. I know. I I heard a quote recently that was something along the lines of human brains were meant to think of ideas, not to store all of them. So, and I I think that. that is quite true, especially in this situation. Okay, Kelly. So I, we're going to wrap this up with a just for fun question. Oh, great. I want to know what is one food or food place that you are really looking forward to going to in Chicago. And I know you're a former, a former Chicagoan. <laughs> so yeah, you've got a yeah. list. we've lived in Indy for about three years. So I'm really excited to go back because we were in Chicago for about a decade. So, oh my gosh, there are so many, but probably I just want Lumal Nadi's pizza so much. They're a deep dish pizza. I miss it. We had it frequently when we lived there. And I can't wait because they have one in Indy, but it is not the same. Like at all. It doesn't even come close. (laughs) Okay. I'm adding it to my list because deep dish pizza was at the top. I didn't know from where, but now I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then tell me one thing that you will be packing in your suitcase that is purely just for fun, not business related. Since I know you're, Mm. you know, you're kid free. Like, are you reading a book? Are you you know, anything, you know, I haven't even thought that far ahead because that's my <laughs> mom brain right now. Right. Um, what am I going to pack just for fun? Erin, I never get to think that way. Or I like think snacks, about some snacks. Oh you'll pack. <laughs> so you're, you're going to laugh at me. I found this new snack that I'm obsessed with. It's called, they're like skinny dipped almonds or something, um, but they're love. lemon. Oh, lemon. Have you had the lemon ones? They're no, so I've good. I know it sounds crazy. Ones. The chocolate ones are good, but the lemon ones, I I'm obsessed. People probably think I'm a little crazy for it, but they are so good. Okay. I like it. That's a good answer. My, my kids have food allergies. So I always go like, I go wild with my snacks when I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Cause nobody will be asking me for snacks. Yeah. I'll probably bring all the candy. I think if anyone knows me in the TPT world, they know I love sugar. So I'll probably have bags of Sour Patch Kids and (laughs) Oh, now I'm getting excited to like plan all that stuff out too. I'm really excited to be on an airplane by myself too. I gotta say, I'm really excited. (laughs) That sounds like a luxury at this point in my life. Yeah. (laughs) 
I feel that so hard. Well, okay, Kelly, thank you so much for this. This is going to be so helpful for so many people. And it also made me like a million. I mean, I was already so excited for the conference, but now I'm just a million times more excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait to sit in your session too, Erin. It'll be great. Ah, Yay. Well, thank you again, Kelly. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. Perfect, Erin. Can't wait. Thank you. Thanks for having me.